Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 210 of the podcast that was originally recorded on July 22nd of 2018. This week we talk about a few of the things that Kim and I have been playing lately. We talk a little bit about Hero Realms, a very interesting, nice fantasy-style deck builder. Talk about a solo gameplay that I did the other day, a choose-your-own-adventure House of Danger game. We also talk about a little two-player game, Shadows in Kyoto. I also talk about a few of the things that I want to play, of course. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome back to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, you can send me some emails, let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We do have a guild over there, guild number 2440. Twitter and Instagram at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. On Twitch, please subscribe to us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. We will be live later on tonight playing through some Hero Realms. And YouTube, we will be live there as well, youtube.com slash what I'm playing now. Uh, subscribe to us there as well, please. Um, other than that, we are getting some different things ready for the website. Around the time Gen Con begins, we will go through a site update. I'm going to be changing the website around a little bit. We have a brand new logo that we're going to be introducing to everybody. Uh, we have some changes in some shows that we're planning on doing for our live streams, as well as some possible changes here in the podcast area. I've been doing a lot of interviews, if you haven't been able to tell lately. Um, I actually did an interview this week, but after speaking um, with uh, who I did the interview with, we decided to postpone the posting of that interview till it's a little closer to the release of their Kickstarter. And so we're going to be releasing that in a couple of weeks. And who I had interviewed this past week was uh, Mark Spector from Grand Gamers Guild, and we talked about their upcoming Kickstarter that they have going on in August, so we will be posting that one shortly. I have some more interviews scheduled for some upcoming podcasts as well, so not really too sure how many more podcasts we're going to be doing where we're actually talking about some of the games we're playing now, although I might sneak in some every now and then, but I think what we're going to try to do is possibly focus more on the videos for the showcasing of the games and maybe turn the podcast into more of an interview-like show because I'm really enjoying doing the interviews. I'm having a great time doing them. So I'm thinking that's where we're going to go. If anybody has any ideas or anything else that they'd like to hear on the show, just send me an email to the email I mentioned before, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. But I think other than that, let's jump into a few, a few of the things we've been playing lately. Uh, so, uh, well, we while we were at Origins, we stopped by the booth of White Wizard Games, and they gave us some review copies of Hero Realms. We've been playing through that. We're going to do a stream of that one later on today, like I mentioned a few minutes ago. Uh, Hero Realms is a deck builder style game. It is similar to Star Realms. I also make it akin to um, Cthulhu Realms because that was another one that we really enjoyed. If you like fantasy settings... And um, that type of, you know, the fantasy worlds where you're playing, you know, fighters against thieves or wizards and rangers and clerics. Uh, they gave us a couple of the hero packs. 
So originally, I think my wife and I were playing as the fighter in Ranger. Uh, yesterday, down at our friendly local game store where we go to out North Homestead, Recess Games, we picked up the wizard as well as the thief or the rogue, you could say. I think they call it the thief. And Hero Realms, like I said, it, at its essence, is basically a deck builder. Uh, the character decks are actually pretty cool because when you play with a character deck, you're starting out, each character pack will come with 15 cards. It'll have a picture of the character. It'll have two scoring tile or two scoring cards that you can use to help keep track of your health because that is how you decide or figure out whether you're still in the game or if you've been knocked out. Um, there's also a couple of special abilities that each character has based on the class that you're playing. And then you have uh, 10 other cards that are basically going to make up your starting deck. There's going to be a huge stack of cards in the middle of the table that you're going to shuffle. You're going to deal five cards out into the center of the table. You also have one other two cost um, gem or ruby, I think it is, that you can purchase at any time. There's a stack of those. When those run out, you can't purchase those anymore. But other than that, it's just a basic deck builder. You're going to be utilizing the cards that you're playing. Some cards have a gold cost on them or a gold um, currency on them that you can use to purchase cards from the center of the table from the market area. Each card in the upper right-hand corner, I believe it is, has the gold cost on there. There are cards that um, will do damage to your opponent. There are cards that will have gold on them. There are cards that will have possibly special abilities. There are cards that will also allow you to heal. There's different colored cards as well. There's like red, green, white, blue, and those cards will work together. So sometimes if you have a blue card out and then you play another blue card, it could have multiple actions or abilities on that card. Some are just base abilities that you'll be able to use every time, but others will activate when you have a matching color um, of that card. And it gives you the icon on that action that you can actually accomplish um, there. So sometimes, you know, it's almost good to concentrate maybe on a few colors rather than going across the spectrum. I know that's what I've been kind of doing lately. And it's interesting in looking at the cards. The cards really do some different things, um, I think, power-wise. I think red is much more direct damage. The white cards do a little bit more healing. The blue, I think, gives you maybe a little stealth, I think it is, or something like that. And green kind of um, goes along with more of what would I'm guessing like a ranger would probably be and stuff. So it's, um, it's really interesting the way the game plays. Uh, like I said, normal deck builder, you'll start off the at the beginning of the game, the first player only deals um, themselves three cards. The second player in the game could be played two to four players. And the second players and subsequent players will have five cards in their hand. Um, since the first player is starting off, they do have that... Um, that they, they get to only deal themselves, you know, three cards. So they start off with less cards in their hands. But after that, everybody will deal themselves five cards. And basically, you're going to play your cards, purchase cards from the market, attack each other. And the first person uh, to be out of the game, you know, is out. And the last person standing is the winner. So when my wife and I, Kim, are playing a two-player game and we're attacking each other, you know, once one of us kills each other, the game's over and then you have a victor. And there have been some good combinations of games we've had. I, I think some of the different classes will go good up against each other. I know the ma the mage I was using, the wizard I was using yesterday, for some reason I got into a, a little engine building going on of healing myself. And Kim, Kim almost had the game won. I was down, I believe, under 20 health. And then all of a sudden I had purchased a couple of cards where I was able to heal myself. And before I knew it, I was back up over my 50 starting health and up over 60. I think I was up to like 63 or so in health. 
And she just sat there and was like, what the heck just happened? Because she almost had me knocked out. She only needed probably one or two more attacks. And somehow I was able to put out a couple of the cards that have a guard ability. There are some um, cards you can put out that are champions that will stay on the board that aren't basically tight put into your um, discard pile at the end of the round. And these champions can sometimes... If they have a black shield that says guard on them, the your opponent needs to actually attack and do damage to them and damage and kill them first and remove them from the board, and they, they, they will then go into your discard pile uh, before they can attack you. There are some champions that have like a gray shield on them with a number on them. They can be killed and actually put into your discard pile as well they're never really taken out of the game unless if you're using a special ability that is the sacrifice ability that has kind of like like a little trash can icon on there uh, but your champions can always kind of be recycled back into your discard pile and then into your hand back out onto the board when you can play them and the champions can really help you um, staying on the board and getting some really nice combinations going if you can find the right cards to pull some things off. But we've been having a really good time with this. I don't think we've ever played the game without the um, champion or without the the character decks. I would definitely you know pick up a couple of character decks when you pick up the base box. I've heard that uh, the character decks definitely add a lot to the game. Uh, we've always played with the character deck, so we I don't think we've ever tried it without them. But I do like the special abilities that some of the different characters have because each is unique. And some of them are maybe like one-off abilities. Like my wizard yesterday had a fireball attack that I could do. And it was basically sacrifice the card. And I could do four damage to all champions that um, Kim had out as well as four damage to her. And it couldn't be evaded at all. So once she got out two or three champions that were like around four health, I basically just said, I'm going to discard the fireball, you know, by basically scrap. I wasn't discarded. I, well, I was trashing it. I was sacrificing that card. So it pretty much went out of play for that game. And... Um, I basically wiped out all of her champions as well as doing four damage to her. And that was kind of where the game kind of shifted and turned around because she was able to do quite a bit. She had a really nice um, engine going with the champion she had out and some nice combos going as well. But um, Hero Realms, really interesting deck builder. Comes in a nice small box. You could probably take this anywhere with you. Definitely fit in your backpack or anything. Not a, not a big game at all. But the variability in the cards um, and the different character decks is a hell of a lot of fun. And we've been having a really good time with that one. That's Hero Realms. Uh, the other day when I did my solo stream on Wednesday, which is another thing that we're going to be starting up here um, in around the week of Origins, I think. Um, this week, I think we're going to play through just a solo game. Next week, I believe what I'm going to start doing um, on um, August 1st is start playing through Hoplomachus um, from Chip Theory Games. So I'm going to do about four playthroughs of that, and then we're going to pick a game each month and give it four solo playthroughs on Wednesday night. So keep an eye out for that show. That's going to be one of the new shows we have starting up on our, on our channel here. Um, but let's get back to House of Danger. This past Wednesday, I played through House of Danger. This is an interesting choose-your-own-adventure-style board game that Z-Man Games has put out here recently. Uh, I only played through the first chapter on my stream. I didn't want to play through any more than that because it did contain and will contain spoilers. There was really nothing I, I could do about that or get around that. But I kind of wanted people to see what a choose-your-own-adventure game is like. And I have some very old, probably from the late 70s, early 80s, um, a couple of books. I had actually found one of them of Choose Your Own Adventure, which this game is based off of. And it's interesting the way Z-Man Games has taken that book style, Choose Your Own Adventure, where you basically start reading a story, you get down to the bottom of the page, and then you basically have a couple of 
branched off story selections that you can choose from. Usually you have two selections. You know, if you want to do X, you would go to this page. If you want to do Y, you would go to this page. Uh, the House of Danger, the Choose Your Own Adventure game from Z-Man is pretty much the same thing, but basically they've torn apart the book. They've taken that book form and put it into cards and you have a deck of cards. You have a deck of item cards. You have a nice little board in front of you that has kind of like a level showing what level you are as well as a danger meter on there. And the danger meter is what you're going to need to roll if you ever need to kind of achieve some sort of skill test. And there's different things you might be able to do. Combat um, is one thing. And if you have an item, you can basically use a challenge booster, which can boost up your die roll. And wherever your yellow cube is on that danger meter, that's essentially what you need to roll on that six-sided die to be able to pass that skill check that you're trying to do. And there's different items that you can have. And uh, as far as I know, you can have as many items as you want in your inventory. I didn't see anything in the rules about only being able to carry this many items or this many things in your backpack or anything. So uh, when I played the other day, I basically had quite a few things out in front of me that I was able to use to boost some of the different abilities I have um, to pass some of the different skill checks that I was doing. Uh, it, and it's basically just sitting there like reading through a book. But like I said, uh, Z-Man chose to go with cards, a deck of cards. And uh, the House of Danger game comes with five deck, separate decks of cards. Each one is a different chapter in the game itself, and each one also has a, a matching item deck. So when you move to chapter two, you're going to pull out the items from chapter two. And I've only played through chapter one so far, so I'm guessing the items will get better and maybe give you some more buffs as you're going along um, to some of those die rolls and maybe get to maybe help you along with the story as you're having to do different skill checks. Uh, but you're essentially just reading through the story, and you know it starts off... I'm not going to go into the story here. If you want, you can go watch the video on our YouTube channel. But it kind of starts off telling you the story. And then on the card, there's usually a selection that you'll have. If you want to do X, do this. If you want to do Y, do that. And when I was playing through the game, there were some times where I was like, okay, I should probably do this. But I kind of just wanted to see what this other um, opportunity was going to bring to me. And I had a feeling sometimes it was going to be bad. And I did die a couple of times. But death in this game doesn't make you start over from the beginning. You actually just lose one of your levels um, on your track there. And um, you you kind of go back to the previous card. And then you have to basically just make the other choice. So that's actually kind of interesting. And there were a couple of times where level actually does come into play. Because if you are a certain level on certain cards you can actually experience part of the story and go down part of the path of the story that you might not be able to see if you weren't. So there was one card I pulled and it says, you know, if you're level two, you can do this. If you're not level two, well, you can't. So that part of the whole first chapter, I didn't get to see because I had died once and I was basically one spot away from being level two. So, you know, if I play through again, I would try to basically make the choices to get up to level two so I can maybe see what that branch of the story and where that would take me. I think in my game, uh, when I had played and completed that first chapter the other day, I think I went through about just over half of the cards in the deck. So there's still a lot of the story and a lot of other things that I haven't experienced in this. So there is some re replayability to it. You are going to learn some paths to avoid as you go through the game. It, it does remind me a little bit of, you know, kind of like just a smaller version of kind of like Seventh Continent, because uh, Seventh Continent is a very similar style game, and that is a choose-your-own-adventure. Um, Seventh Continent is definitely a much larger style game. There's definitely a lot more going on to it, because you're kind of building the whole continent in front of you with a map and everything. Um, but this House of Danger game definitely 
just rekindled that uh, real love I had of these choose your own adventure style books that I used to read as a teenager. And I would just go through them multiple and multiple times playing through and just reading through all the different paths. And it's really cool. So I'm hoping that there are going to be more of these released from Z-Man games. Um, it's really nice to see these come back. I think the format also kind of really brings it to a more modern style board game type of game in that it's the cards with the board and everything. And I actually had one book back in the day that um, was more a little bit like a role playing game where you did have to roll a six sided die for some different things. And I remember playing that game when we used to go on trips and we were in the car for, you know, six to eight hours with my parents driving somewhere as a kid. Um, and I would be sitting in the back seat, you know, rolling the six sided die, trying to roll it on the floor of the car or something like that, just so I could, you know, get through the story and you had to keep track of health. And it was, it was, it was more of almost like a role-playing game and house of danger really gives you that feeling, especially with the different um, abilities that you have to try to do and the different skills you're trying to match. So if you are interested in story like games, um, this can be played with one on board game geek. They say one to 99 players. I think on the side of the box, they list one to eight. Uh, you can, you can play with more than one person, but there really isn't a lot people are going to be doing other than basically sitting there talking about and trying to figure out which path they want to take as you're going through the story. So there really isn't a lot of stuff that multiple players can do, but you can still sit there and enjoy it with a group of people as you try to unravel, you know, the house of danger. So definitely check that one out, that one out from Z-Man Games. I really enjoyed it. I was glad I grabbed it. And um, I'm really glad to see that this whole Choose Your Own Adventure st style series is possibly making a comeback. And then one of the other games that we're going to talk about here, um, this may be a little bit shorter of a podcast, uh, like I said, since I had done an interview this week, um, but we're not posting it. I figured I'd just sit down and talk about some of the games that Kim and I have been playing lately. Um, the next game is from, um, is an Emperor S4 game. We actually got to see it at the Deepwater Games booth um, when we were out at Origins. It is Shadows in Kyoto. We were given this one as a review copy. We did a video for this one a few weeks ago. This one really kind of reminds me of Stratego. Uh, each player is going to have, I think it's, um, is it six miniatures? Um, yeah, I think it's about, I think six miniatures that you're going to have, and each of them have a different number on there. There's two that actually have like a little kind of red dot marking on them, which are the characters of yours, which actually are holding information. The rest of them are kind of just dummy style characters. And the object of the game is to, one, capture the two characters that have the red dots on them of your opponents. You want to try to get one of your characters that has a red dot on there to the other end of the board into your opponent's last row. Or the game can also end if your opponent takes three of your characters that don't have any information on them. So if they're actually attacking you and capturing multiple characters of yours and they capture three characters without the red dots on them, which are basically kind of like dummy style characters, you know, they're they're kind of like the ones that don't have any information on them, uh, your opponent will lose and then you would win the game. So we played through this game several times and they have um, some advanced components, I guess, or, you know, things that you can add to the game. There, there are these charisma cards, which give you a special ability you can use in the game. There's items that you can use. And we definitely recommend probably playing through the base game maybe once uh, just to get a feel for the game. Adding in those advanced cards definitely doesn't make the game much more complicated. 
But I think you just want to get a feel for the game and how it works before adding some of those extra abilities in. But I will say those extra abilities definitely make the game, you know, a lot more fun. And it just it just rounds out the game nicely. Um, we've been playing through this game quite a bit. It's a nice, shorter style game. You can probably play through this game in 15 to 30 minutes once you get a good handle on the rules. And the rules aren't that complicated to um, understand. On your turn, you're going to play a card. And it could be a card where, you know, you're moving one of your um, characters ahead or you're doing some sort of special tactic action. And that's kind of it. You'll have two different cards. One are going to be like a deck of movement cards. The other one just like a deck of tactic cards, which are kind of like ability cards. And you're, you're just trying to just position your characters and move them around and try to see, you know, what your opponent's doing as well. And like I said, it's kind of like just a nice, smaller, stripped down version of Stratego, which... We were really surprised that, you know, I, I had a feeling when we had seen this one at Origins um, that we were really going to like it. And when we first started playing this game, we were like, wow, this is a lot of fun. And then the more when we added in all those advanced rule cards and everything, we were like, OK, wow, we really like this one. And we've actually been playing this one quite a bit. It does only play two players, um, but it's a really, really good game. The art on the cards are gorgeous, um, considering it is in um, taken from the Hanamakoji universe. Um, so it does have that, um, you know, that Japanese style, almost anime art style to it, but very tasteful, very, very beautiful cards. The board is nice. It's, it's a nice, compact, smaller game. You could probably play this at any pub or, you know, any place where you're going to maybe have a few drinks. It's a smaller board, so it's not going to take up a huge amount of table space. And the cards are small as well, but they the they're they're good enough to where you can read everything so it's a really nice compact style game that is just a lot of fun to play i would say it's probably you know a lighter to medium style game probably more on the little bit lighter of a side uh cuz the rules are are there there really aren't too much to the rules whenever you move you're basically always just moving ahead other than that just attacking each other the person with whoever is attacking, the defender has to reveal their number, and then the attacker always has to tell the truth and say whether they win or not. Um, the higher number always wins, although a number zero does beat the number three. So that is the only trick when doing attacking, when you're attacking with um, the meeples. But other than that, it does have a really interesting story to it that they kind of go through in the book, and it kind of has um, a really interesting feel to the game and gives you a really nice feel to it. Uh, but definitely check out Shadows in Kyoto. Um, it is a really, 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 really nice two-player abstract-style game um, with some nice combat to there. Uh, you definitely want to make sure you like attacking each other because uh, that is the name of Shadows in Kyoto. So, like I said, Deepwater Games gave us this one as a review copy. Definitely check out Shadows in Kyoto. We really enjoyed this one. All right, those are the three games that we're going to talk about under what I'm playing now part of the show, but let's jump over to what I want to play now. So one of the games that just hit uh, Kickstarter this past week is a little game by Vito Lacerda, and it's being published by Eagle Griffin Games. The artist is Ian O'Toole, and oh my God, does this look gorgeous and a hell of a lot of fun, and that is called Escape Plan. Uh, basically, it is after you completing a successful bank heist. You and your fellow um, thieves are kind of laying low, and a lot of the cash has been hidden away, uh, but what you're trying to do in this game is go through the city because they've gotten a tip as to where everything is at. So what your object is to go around the city, pick up as much money as you can that you guys have hidden, and then try to get out of the city before you are 
um, discovered. And it just looks like a really interesting game. Considering it's a Vita Lacerda game, it looks completely insane. The board just looks great. The art looks over the top. The components look awesome as well because Evo Griffin always does a great job with their games. If you are a Vita Lacerda fan and an Eagle Griffin Games fan, you've probably already kickstarted this one, so you probably don't need me to tell you anything about this one. I'm sure the weight on this one is going to be a medium-to-medium-heavy style game. Uh, it will play one to five players, and it'll play in about a 60 to 120 minutes, it says here on the Board Game Geek page. But uh, definitely, definitely check out Escape Plan. Uh, we can't wait to get this one, and hopefully we can get a preview copy of this one and maybe do a video for this one early on. That would be so awesome if we could do that. And then, of course, this week, Simon um, announced something that really kind of caught me off guard, especially coming from Simon. Um, they are actually doing a revival of the Wacky Races, uh, the board game. Now, Wacky Races is a cartoon. I think it said it was from the late 60s. I remember it from the early 70s. Uh, but it is basically a cartoon where you have all these different characters who are in different vehicles probably a la Mario Kart, I hate to say. Mario Kart was probably based upon this because that's what this cartoon is. You you have all these different cartoon characters from the Hanna-Barbera world which are racing against each other and their vehicles can do different style of attacks and it's just some crazy mayhem. Um, you always have the evil character Dick Dastardly with his lovely little pup Muttley and his little wheezy little laugh, which, is, which I'm sure everybody knows. Uh, but in this one, they are actually including some great miniatures. And in one of the sets, you can actually purchase painted miniatures, I think, in the deluxe copy of the game, which in looking at the Board Game Geek site, those painted miniatures and racers look amazing. I'm really interested to see what this game is going to be. I don't believe it is supposed to be released until 2019. So we do have a little bit of time to go. Um, I'm really interested also in the playtime for this one. At Board Game Geek, it says the playtime is 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, that is extremely fast for a game, um, especially for two to four players. Uh, so we'll have to really see how this one is. But um, I'm being a huge fan of the cartoon Wacky Races... I really cannot wait to see what this game is like and what it offers and what they do with this one. Um, just the miniatures alone, I think, in the game will probably be worth owning this damn thing because if you have some nostalgia for the 70s cartoons, you know, like I do, since that's when I grew up, uh, this one is right, going to be right up your alley. So Wacky Races, the board game from Simon Games, they had announced it, I believe, on Friday. Um, they had announced it. I was retweeting some of the stuff that they had put out there. Um, so I'm really interested to see more about this one as well. But other than that, I think we're almost to the end of the episode. So as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We do have a guild over there, guild number 2440. Twitter and Instagram at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop that G like I always say on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing now. Twitch, you can subscribe to us there. Twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. And YouTube is YouTube.com slash what I'm playing now. But until next week when we have another interview for you, we will be back then. And you know what to do. Go play some games and let me know what you're playing now. But until then, everybody, you have a great week gaming. And we will talk to you later. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.